statistics are the best. Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host, as always, the Mug, your co-host, the Pope. The Modeler is with us as well. And of course, we take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor. But instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the NRL and AFL 2022 season. And it's a big welcome back to the program, to the Pope. Thanks very much, Mug. Exciting week. The carnival hits town this weekend in the NRL, so we'll obviously get to that later. But the festival arrives and it's a unique weekend. So looking forward to Friday, Saturday, Sunday from NRL point of view. And I'm looking forward to talking to you about totals, Pope, but uh, we'll leave that to a little bit later in the show. Right now, we will talk to the modler. Guys, good to be here again. Uh, couldn't quite follow up the uh, weekend weekend's results from the previous one, but we still managed to find a few nice uh, priced winners and, and a few inspired totals and props uh, winners from you boys as well. Looking forward to speaking about those. Well, with that in mind, Modler, let's jump straight into it and talk some betting review. I think you're right. I think it wasn't quite the weekend uh, that we had the week before, but I'm pretty sure on balance, we would have had our head above water. Um, let's, uh, let's talk to it. Uh, Pope, how did you go? Two from five in uh, what I put up on our podcast last week, Mug. So go all the way back to Friday and a bit of a lesson here in being confident in a bad team. Bulldogs, as outsiders, went down the nation's capital and scored four points for the game and got done. The other Friday game was successful in a cracker, the Battle of the West. Parramatta beating Penrith out at Bluebet. So that was highly enjoyable affair then. Saturday, we liked two underdogs there, Titans and Knights. Neither could cover in that one. And then we went just down the road to Olympic Park Precinct mug. And the Overs got up in that one with Storm running away with it as they have a tendency to do at home. So two from five for me. Yeah, mate. And um, and don't forget, you had the under on the dog's milk game. And, um, and yeah, betting totals around the Storm there was a uh, was a really good a good shout as well, mate. So, uh so a good set from yourself and uh, Modler, maybe take us through your AFL stuff first and then through your NRL. Yeah, AFL had a good start on the uh, Friday night, wasn't it, with uh, Port uh, getting over the doggies, I think. Yeah, it was near enough. Pick them when they open up and then obviously Bond comes out and the price comes in a bit, but the model still rated them throughout. So happy to take that one. Uh, the North line, it, it, yeah, that one never got close, never looked like getting getting near it, so we'll, we'll cop that one. Uh, I think I had the Tigers a bit at the time as well, about yep. $1.40. Um, and then the two big ones I had were GWS, who, again, never looked likely, and, and the Bombers, which was, which was a yeah nice old win. And, and um, even with those players coming out, it's still the model still rated in phase, and I think they got out to about $3 there, so that was a nice result well done. Uh, for the model there. And then small lane on St Kilda on the Sunday, I think, and, and yeah, didn't quite get there then. Yeah, very good. I, I went and had a look at uh, the Hawks myself, uh, Modler, on Saturday night, and uh, I was convinced for three quarters of that game we were going to win by 40 points. <laughs> I, was, I was like, we're all over them here. Like, they've got nothing Essendon. They're walking in defence. We're transitioning the ball down the ground easily. Gunston misses that one before three-quarter time. They score a couple of quick ones, bit of momentum, and then I'm just thinking... And then I looked at... I, I couldn't believe... I left early... Cracked the shits, left, left a little bit early. 
looked at my phone. We lost by 27 points. I was like, how did I, how did we go from winning to four, by 40 to losing by 27? Uh, anyway, never mind. Uh, well done to you, mate, on that one. Um, for me, I think I was only a few, but I only had a couple of bets. It was Port head to head and uh, the North. Uh, scoring under under 56 and a half and uh, that one came in pretty easily the other one I put in the email and this is why it's good to get onto the email if you're listening to this um, you can just go to the website it's in the twitter bio barefootpunner.com.au you can go there you can subscribe um, click uh, tick the box and then just click to subscribe wait 10 seconds and then you'll be in the subscription list in that subscription, I just put that there might be some um, prop action around uh, some of the halfbacks and and wingers for Fremantle. And one of the plays that I listed there was um, – well, his name's escaped me now. Um, Aish, was it? No, uh, Aish. Yes, Aish. I had Aish there uh, listed at 650 for, for 25 possessions, and he got 30. And uh, I, I know one lucky punter actually backed him for the 30 at $41. And, uh, and that one actually got up. So he was a very, very happy punter. So uh, well done to that guy. And uh, you know who you are. So just put something in the collection tin as well uh, when you get a chance. Uh, thank you very much. Um, so, uh, so I think on balance, uh, Pope, it wasn't a bad uh, weekend for us. And of course, now we settle up uh, to do it all again. Before we get in and start talking some footy for this week, we had a bad beat sent into us. And this was from Jeremy W., he was on the second quarter line in the Brisbane West Coast. Now, I love the commitment to that bet. That's some sort of sickness betting on second quarter lines. So uh, well done, buddy. I uh, love that sort of stuff. Um, 17 and a half is his number. It's uh, Brisbane are up by 14. And Rayner, I believe, has a kick after the siren, but plays on. Siren goes. No score. So a uh, bit of bad luck for Jeremy. I, I must admit, I haven't seen one kick from that game. So I'm not sure whether uh, that was uh, from an angle or directly in front or whatever. But either way, you slice and dice it. It's a good story. And no chocolates for you, Jeremy, I'm afraid. Boys, are we ready to talk some footy? Let's do it, Bug. All right, Pope, serve it up. Go Marble, under the roof, Friday night, Mug. The home game for Collingwood, the the underperforming, it has to be said, Western Bulldogs. Talk us through this one. Yeah, not a huge lean for me here, Pope, but I thought we'd talk to this one just because it, uh, it will be a big game um, on the Friday night, isn't it? Yeah, Friday night. Um, I'm less than the market here, mate, so I've got a, I've got a lean here to the pies. Uh, just think the uh, 10 is slightly... Too many. We'll be very interested to see what happens with teams. Bont, uh, most certainly, I, I think he's pretty likely to come back in. And um, But the one I'm probably more keen to understand if they're in or out, Pope, is English. He's probably the one I'm, I'm sort of really keeping on. I reckon the dogs, uh, him being out, the dogs have been poop uh, since he's gone out of the team. He was really important. So... Uh, he's probably the bigger watch for me at the moment than the Bont. That might sound silly, but um, I, I think he's been really important. So I want to just have a bit of a look, see if he's playing. Um, they've got some outs back the other way. So, you know, in terms of a personnel, they'll lose some out the other way. So English is the key. English doesn't play and I can get a number. I'll back the pies. Lovely. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, Mother, what are you seeing in this one? Yeah, I'm leaning a bit the other way at the moment. I should say, I guess, before... I 
sort of look at the ins and outs. I probably have a slight lean to Collingwood, but then, yeah, noticing Bonts and and possibly English are coming in. I've, I've plugged those guys in, and at the moment, it's got Doggies a, a play at about a dollar thirty-five. But um, but as you mentioned, Mug, if if English yeah doesn't get up, I'd probably have that a lot closer to the market uh, where it sits now. So I'd probably um, yeah, if you if you know something about English, then then you know, let us know. Tweet in. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Good, mate. Um, next one, Pope. What do we got? Near home, traditional time slot Saturday afternoon, mug at the G. We've got Hawks v Tigers and Tigers going off 16 and a half point favourites in this one. What are you seeing, mate? I see a Richmond team that appears to have got a bit of confidence out of uh, knocking off West Coast and um, and played well against the Pies. And again, I think they'll take a bit of confidence out of that with Dusty back and forward pressure game going a little bit better, playing a bit quicker, uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, but it's too many, Pope. Uh, I just think the number is is too big. I don't have the teams that far apart. Um, I don't think I've successfully bet on Hawthorne this year. So punters, Take note of what I'm about to say. I've been zigging when I should be zagging on the Hawks and zagging when I should be zigging. So <laughs> this comes with a, a buyer beware. But uh, but my number is a decent way off that number that's been uh, promoted by topsport.com.au and um, and I've got to be with the Hawks. Like it, Morgan. You sound like you've got a fair degree of confidence in having a better than that current number as well. So Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think you can have a go now. I, I don't... Well, unless that – sometimes these big teams, Richmond, Collingwood, uh, and, and Statsman could probably talk to us a little bit more about this. You know, that mug money coming in a, a bit later, you know, towards – you know, as, as it gets closer to game time, a lot of money coming into those minuses. Um, so, you know, you got to sort of make your decision. Is it better to go now or wait till later? But I, I, either way you slice and dice it, I, I think 16 is too many. Uh, can we find an early consensus here, Mother? Uh, no, unfortunately not. As it, as it stands, so both both squads look like getting a few players back in, but on the balance, sort of Richmond's ins look a bit bit stronger with Prestia and, and uh, Loston, I think. And um, yeah, I've got them a very slight lean, about a dollar thirty five, so probably not enough uh, the dollar forty one to to throw out a bet. But um, yeah, not lining up with the mug to date. No, but yeah, it's it's I don't think we've lined up much all year, Mod. Like we haven't, <laughs> we haven't been able to get together. I, I think we're both going pretty well, but we just haven't yeah. been able to get too many uh, lined up together. Looking at our battles. Yeah. Worth, worth noting, though, the mug has talked about sending his kids to a private school, how well he's been going in recent weeks. So, <laughs> yeah. for the listeners to bear in mind there. Not quite, babe, not quite. Uh, Mother, we'll, we'll stick with you here in Saturday afternoon twilight. The Saints, who were, who were heavily touted last week against Melbourne and probably didn't quite live up to expectation against Geelong under the roof again at Marvel. What are you seeing in this game? Yeah, that's right. I think I had a slight lean to, to the Saints last week against the Ds and they were yeah sort of blown out of the park in the first half. And to be fair, I think they, they actually outscored the Ds in the second half, so they... they you know, had a bit of fight with them, which was good to see. And, yeah, not surprising given that I've potted Geelong for a while now, um, at the price at least, that it's it's got a slight lean of the Saints here at about $1.80. So at the two twenty two, I think, at Toppy, um, yeah, that's a bet for me at the moment. 
Yeah, that's a big, that's a big lean from uh, you in that game, Modler. What are you yeah. seeing this one, Monk? Yeah, I, I, I'm not seeing a, a lot, but what is interesting in that one, Modler, I, I don't think you've factored into your model there around uh, potentially Hunter Clark and, and maybe even Billings coming back. So, so there might even be a little bit more icing on, on the cake there for your, um, for your model as well. That's, that's right. And, and I should point out that I've, I've penciled Selwood in. So again, if, if he, for whatever reason, doesn't get up, there's a, there's a bit more upside there as well. So. Yeah, that's really interesting. Pope, one thing I, I, I don't have a lean in this game myself, but one thing I did notice, um, and, and some people might think this sounds crazy when, you know, you look at the margin in that game and you look at how Melbourne, you know, got out to a near 50-point lead uh, early uh, in that game. But I actually switched on the game at, um, you know, just a bit into the second quarter and I, and I pretty much turned it off about um, uh, three quarters away through the third quarter. That's the and, – and I don't know about the pressure ratings and all that sort of stuff, but I actually thought that looked uh, as close as to a, probably a finals game. You'd probably argue GWS Sydney in that first round, but that actually looked like some real finals pressure uh, in that second quarter and third quarter. So – uh, even though the Saints, um, you know, come away maybe licking their wounds a little bit, I, I still thought there were some good signs from the Saints uh, in that game. Um, so whether they can take that into the, into the next week, but I think, you know, the Saints should still feel pretty good about where they're at, I think. Good context there. We we know the how heavily recency buyers can play in these markets at times, Mark, so that's, that's helpful context with the team coming off a loss. We go to the SCG Saturday evening to see if the Swans can bounce back from their um, losing to their bunnies, the Gold Coast Suns, last weekend, and their 23.5-point favourites against the Bombs in this one, Mug. Talk us through it, mate. I'm already huffing and puffing about this, Pope, because I hate chasing teams. Um, and it's a little bit the same as Hawthorne. I feel like this is a similar bet uh, to Hawthorne and maybe even a similar bet to Adelaide the other week, but I guess I have to trust my process and, um, and I just don't have this number close to that, to where it is. I, I, I've got, I've got a lot skinnier than this, that I've got the number a lot lower and um, Sydney haven't been going great at their home ground uh, for a little while. And um, I've got to be on Essendon here. I just think that number's too big. And um, what's it? What have we got? Four goals? 22. What do you say? Pope? 22 points at Toppy. 23 and a half, yeah. 23 and a half. Four goal start. Um, Essendon have done pretty well at times up there in the past and um, have come off a good win on the weekend. You know, I've rated Essendon maybe higher than the market all year, so listeners take that into, into consideration. But um, I've got to be with the Dons here with a bit of trepidation, as you say, Pope, but I've uh, got to be with the Dons. You put a little slight caveat on there, Mug, but what would be your level of investment in a game like this, all things considered, where you have the numbers? Uh, well, <laughs> normally if I have the number that far apart, I'd be having a right go. But um, because it's the Bombers and I've been wrong on it a few few times this year, I'll, I'll be having a unit. Yeah, makes, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mother, any standout feature spit out of the model in this game for you? Um, I've, I've plugged the five laid outs that the Bombers had in and, and with all due respect, they probably weren't you know, near the top of their list, but I've plugged them in anyway and it's gave them a slight uh, boost and I've got them a slight play here at, at about $3.30. So, um, yeah, probably not enough for a, for a you know, full unit for me, but at least, uh, yeah, we've got a 
somewhat of a consensus with the mug, I think, for the first time this week. And and just when I say unit, uh, Pope, I'd be in this instance, uh, I'd be uh, just one hundred percent on the line. So j- just if you're talk- thinking about how I break up bets and that sort of stuff, um, just because I probably don't have the confidence in my numbers that I would like, because I've been a bit funny on Essendon all year and zigged and zagged. Uh, I'll, I'll, that unit will be yeah, hundred percent break up on, on on that line. Yeah, that's, that's good clarification. And the thing, punters, understand what you're saying with um, teams who are, I guess, volatile in performance. We head over to South Australia on Saturday evening as well in this one, Mug, and the Crows take on the Brisbane Lions, 28.5-point underdogs at home, the Crows. Um, what are you seeing here? Um, well, well, we'll put some context. You and I had a conversation off, off air uh, last week, Pope, around adjusting your ratings for poor teams at this time of the season. And sometimes you don't adjust your ratings enough. And I could be guilty of doing that here. Um, the question you got to ask yourself, has the last weeks of, of Adelaide, the last two weeks of Adelaide been the real Adelaide? They got absolutely belted by GWS on home soil. And then they get um, belted by, well, beaten, beaten well by Carlton uh, away. So is that Adelaide? Is that who they are? Um, I'm probably not prepared to chuck them in the bin yet. And my ratings say that they're still closer uh, to Brisbane than what the numbers say. So I'm prepared to, at home, um, with Brisbane, got a key forward issue now. And so I think they lose a bit of structure and a bit of uh, firepower, even though they still have plenty. Um, but that's getting up to a big number now, Pope. What are we talking there? 20, 28 and a half. 28 and a half. I, I thought it was big at 25 and a half. I think it's very big at 28 and a half. Um, I think you've got to be on it. Uh, again, I'll, I'll just have to be on the line there um, uh, in this one as well. Yeah, looks looks big on paper as well, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and, and maybe Pope, um, maybe Pope, if Adelaide do get shellacked, you, you could probably just about put a line and, and say, okay, that that's them. You know, that's where they're at. You know, this burst at the start of the season, uh, that competitiveness, the air's gone out of the out of the balloon. Then that's now where they sit. But I, I'm prepared to give them one more go at home. Yep, yep, very fair. Uh, Mother, can you give us a consensus bet in this one? Yeah, we can. Again, probably uh, probably half a consensus from my angle. I've got um, Adelaide about three eighty there. I've got yeah, Smith coming back in for them, so a handy handy enough boost for them there. Um, and yeah, yeah, likewise. Probably starting to, uh, yeah, put it, start putting an asterisk against them if they don't perform this week uh, for subsequent weeks. Um, and I think we've mentioned before on the potty and, and on the emails as well. Especially once we get to these prices, I'd be more, yeah, like Mike says, more more invested on the line than the head to head. Yeah, I think that's uh, another consensus for the weekend. I'm going to put that in as a tick in the consensus box. Uh, Next one, this is mainly for my benefit. Um, Mug, we spoke off air, but Suns, Frio, we'll touch on that quickly if we can. I, I said to you, I thought 12 and a half was skinny and your rationale was very understandable why it might not be. But um, do you want to just pass it on to listeners? Because I think if you look at how Frio going and, and Suns, that um, you think the number might be a bit light. Yeah, I think um, 
still we haven't seen a big sample size of Frio getting on a plane and doing really well. I mean, they have gone over and beaten Essendon. They have gone over and beaten Geelong. Great wins. Well done. Uh, fantastic. Um, so this is one of the larger plane trips. What is it? It's probably second largest. I'm assuming they fly direct into Gold Coast and, and make their way down from there. They, I, I don't imagine they fly into Brisbane, but second biggest plane trip in the caper and um, and Gold Coast also grow a leg up there as well. Um, I, I want to be with Freo, but the number isn't quite where I want, want it to be uh, in enemy territory at that number. Um, happy to just uh, stay away, Pope. So no bet for me in that one. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Molly, can you find anything in this one? No, likewise, I'm probably staying out of this one. I've, I've plugged the, the, I think it was the six players that um, Freo lost uh, last week back in, and that's pretty much put them in in line with the market. And just to, um, yeah, just to back up what the mug said, it's been a while since I looked at sort of home ground advantage numbers for, for AFL, but the, yeah, the West, the, the Western Australian teams traveling to Queensland, they, they have the hardest rub of the green. That's, that's sort of the hardest tripping for you for me. So, so yeah, definitely agree with what the mug's saying there. And, and having, uh, Having lived out there for three years, Pope, and travelling back to the East uh, States, you know, monthly uh, for three years, it is a lot harder to go from West to East than it is from East to West. It really upsets your rhythm and your sleep and, and all of that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I, I know that for sure. Yeah, smart, smarter minds than me uh, know why that number is what it is. Uh, mother will finish with you here because this is um, quite a startling price that the models come up with in this next game. GWS v Carlton. Carlton, two and a half point favourites in the market. What do you see? Yeah, I've got uh, definitely on it the other way. I've got GWS twos on here. But um, yeah, $1.50. So it's like it's like GWS for a while now and they've kind of been up and down as long as I've been liking them. They sort of throw out a good win and then fall back to earth a bit. So I'm hoping that trend at least continues here and they they get the chocolates against Carlton here. So yeah, definitely at the dollar fifty playing into I think two oh five at Toby, that's a that's definitely a bet for me. Ken, we find I think third consensus for the AFL set in this one, Mum. Yeah, I'm pretty close to market at the moment, uh, Pope. Um, but um, but definitely I think we opened up at the seven and a half, and I definitely thought that was too many um, as well. So I still still lean the GWS um, on the plus side, and um, and I thought it was I thought it was def- decent value before. So yeah, I'm still I'm still GWS here, Pope. I probably wouldn't be betting if I was coming in new right now, but um, but I'm happy to hold my seven and a half. That's for sure. Yep, makes sense. Well, we'll just finish with you quickly, Modler here, because uh, Damon's a prohibitive odds going over to the West on Sunday afternoon, but the model has got. West Coast a bit short on the market. Is it enough for you to have a bet in this one at your odds that the model is spinning out? Yeah, I've got them about a $10 shot here. And, yeah, once you start getting to those prices, there's a bit of, I guess, a bit of noise around it. It could be $10. It could be $20. It's, you know, you're sort of playing with fine margins there. Um, I'm probably happy to have a little play on the on the line this week. There's, I think there was talk today that, um, that Gorn and um, I think it was, it was a leader or someone might, might miss out. Um, I think they've been cleared to play, but yeah, given you know the trip out west against what should be an easy enough win, I wouldn't sort of mind having a little play on the line and, and just seeing what happens there. 
Yeah, and that was part of my thinking a little bit too with the Adelaide game as well. You know, like if there are some guys in the Brisbane outfit, uh, I think they think they're going pretty well. Like maybe they are sort of starting to have these scheduled rests. Um, But I I definitely think Melbourne will do that, Modler. It would make complete sense um, to take this opportunity um, to rest some guys. Like why, why wouldn't you do it? You know, just... West Coast are resting 10 every week. Why wouldn't Melbourne do? (laughs) Melbourne should be able to do the same and uh, freshen a few guys up. So, yeah, I I think that's definitely something to consider, listeners. North Fellas, that's uh, all the games. Yeah, I know you've been uh, asking me about some totals uh, just about every week and I I haven't um, been as prepared for that as as I would like. There is one total that I'm just sniffing around a little bit at the moment, and it will be a little bit weather dependent. But if we can start to get a little bit of a better indication of weather on Saturday at the MCG, I think uh, I think that Hawthorne Richmond might represent a little bit of value on the over. We're at about what's Toppy got that one up, Pope? 100, 173, I think, yeah. on the 173 with no rain, that is a bet. Uh, so, but let's just keep a uh, let's just keep a bit of eye on on the weather on that one. Always a little bit more enjoyable to be uh, trimmed for the overs too, if that's a bet too, isn't it, Mug? Yeah, yeah absolutely, mate. I think if it's dry, yeah, I, I actually think it's worth a, a little super over there too. I, I think you can have a little crack at the 200 plus. Um, Richmond is sort of committed to playing a faster style in the last couple of weeks. Hawthorne have been playing that way all year. Um, you know, these two come together. It could be just a could be just a bruise-free shootout uh, potentially. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it sounds like one maybe get on early too. That that uh, that total might go a bit north as the week goes on. Yep. All right, Pope Modler, are we ready to talk some NRL? So I think we are. All right, let's do it, boys. Um, so the first one we want to talk. Oh, Pope. So. Just inform the listeners, there might be some uneducated out there. We've got a special round this week. They call it Magic Round. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, fundamentally, Mug, it's all games at the one venue. So all 16 teams head up to Brisbane. It's been traditionally in all eight games are played at Suncorp. So primarily, for the most part, amongst amongst everything, majority games are in a neutral venue too, in a, in a unique atmosphere where, I guess, the uh, punters in the stands are there for a good time as opposed to being devoted football fans. So it's it's a bit more of a unique environment, but um, fundamentally it's all eight games at one ground and, and Brisbane comes a lot on the weekend. It's it's very much a festival up there for the three days. So that's a um, good thing. Obviously drives Queensland tourism and um, something unique that the code does. And can you buy an all-day pass, Pope? Can you go there and just watch footy all day long? You can. I think you can buy a three-day, a two-day, a um, single day. So if you well, if you're keen on the eight games, then there's that option for you, Mark. That's a uh, that's a big day on the cans at the footy, isn't it? Just watching uh, what is it on the Saturday and Sunday, three games in a row, both days, is it? Yeah, and it, there is one or two um, probably less than attractive matches there that you'd have to sit through. So th- that is one for the diehards. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, very good, mate. Well, the first one we want to talk to is Manly uh, Brisbane, and um, it's the second game on the Friday night. 
the NRL doing one thing better here than the uh, AFL, and that's actually they play their games. If they have to play them together on a Friday night, they play them separately. This is the second game. It's standalone. Um, of course, it's at Suncorp Stadium, Pope. We've got Seagulls here, $1.67, and uh, Broncos, two twenty-two, and the line is three and a half. Talk to us, Pope. Too many for me. This is a Brisbane home game, despite merely being the home team here, Muggs. So I probably have a three and a half neutral. And then with the home ground advantage, I've got Brisbane um, a fair bit shorter than that. So I'm yeah. a bet on Brisbane. Team's name this afternoon. They have got two of their more influential players back in Kurt Catewell and, and Payne Haas yep. in this game. And they did the job down Sydney without them last week. So I think it's all, all upside. They're bringing a level of consistency to performance week on week. The Bronx, so I am on the team who's going to be hosting Magic Round, the Broncos. Love it, Pope. And uh, how do we bet there, Pope? They're probably a little bit similar to what you said. I'd, I'd say probably unit on the plus, even though my numbers could get it better, but we'll probably touch on it later in this segment. Mug, there's... there's Biblical type rain in Brisbane over the weekend. So until we probably get a better read on that, um, I'd, I'd probably just stick to the unit because my numbers are significant enough to have the uh, whole unit on the plus. Okay. And uh, Mother? Yeah. Um, no surprise as long as Turbo is in, the model's lightning manly and uh, you know, long may that continue. So I've got them about $1.45 at the moment. So, yeah. Not lining up with with Pope so yeah, right. far. Okay, but... well that's almost the opposite. Um, yeah. So, so that's that's interesting. Okay, so you've you've got a, a stronger play, Pope. What would that dollar? Would you say monthly dollar forty five? Uh, my price, yeah, I think. Um, what would that line up as a uh, as a as a line, uh, Pope? What would it be equivalent dollar um, forty five line? What would that give us in terms of points? Six and a half, seven and a half. Yeah, right. Okay. So you're about three and a half the other way and Pope, you're about half a dozen the other way. Is that? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's it. We've got a bit of disparity there, boys, uh, in terms of uh, what we're seeing, which is, which is really, really interesting. So um, two men enter, one man leave. Um, the, the, the punters at home will have to make up their minds of uh, who they're, who they're tailing here. Uh, very good. I think I think Mother's got me by TKO in this matchup throughout the year so far as well. So yeah. uh, bear that in mind as well, listeners. Um, and uh, question: Payne Haas, uh, Pope. I, I watched that game the other night. It must have been another Friday night game. I think um, he looked very sore. Uh, no, it was the Thursday night game. There was no AFL. Um, he looked very sore in the shoulder. Only two weeks or one week out. So two weeks since that injury, like. He's a big, strong, tackling man. How do you play rugby league with a bung shoulder? Probably, probably if number of needles is probably the the easy answer there, Mug. But it is it is a pretty quick turnaround for his injury scene. So I'd say he's needled up and most likely not at hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, guys. Um, thank you for that. Next one we're going to talk to is uh, well, my team. Uh, I don't know if it's your team, Pope, and I don't think it's the Modlers team because he's a Knights man. Um, we've got the Melbourne Storm uh, taking on Penrith. Has to be one of the most anticipated games of the season. Um, in saying that, um, we've got the Penrith Panthers, a dollar sixty-six. Storm two two five, two and a half. The line, bit of juice in that one. Pope, kick us off. Lost a little bit of its luster this one with. Ryan Pappenhausen going down on the weekend and 
Um, I thought Storm got that one wrong for starters. Like he was he was proppy and came yeah. off and went back on and did his hammy. And I think Bellamy admitted as much after that he, in hindsight, he wouldn't have sent him back out. So a little bit disappointing because this has been one circled in the fixture for four or five weeks. But from a betting perspective, we've we've got a pretty handy reference point. This match was up prior to Pap's injury at, at pick, and now gone to two and a half. So you're basically saying Pap, amongst others, is worth two and a half. That's not Which, enough, is it, Pope? No, my numbers can't get it there. But um, you do then. Conversely, you see Storm odds against at a at a big price outsiders, and it's pretty attractive as well, Mugs. So both sides are arguing, making intrigue. But I'm going to stick with the numbers. It's Pap is worth more than two and a half in a game like this. What he the way he can be a match winner in a marquee fixture. So I'm on Penrith minus two and a half, but. Um, I'm a little bit reluctant because I don't like going against the Storm too often. And uh, did Toho end up uh, coming up on the weekend? And how did he go? Yeah, he played. He was probably not at his best, which you would expect after being at nine weeks. So I'd say I'd say better for the run. Um, we'll probably go in a magic round type angles too. But with the weather up there too, like he's going to play a significant part. What he does coming out of Penrith's back end, in terms of the meter edge in um, what's going to be pretty dour affair potentially with the conditions, he's going to be pretty big. So I think he'll be better second up than what you saw on Friday night. Pen, um, just just on the, the Penrith narrative uh, for a second, Pope, um, they've been pretty well known, particularly in the last 12 months, for their defence. They let 20-odd points come through on the weekend. Um, no pap uh, for, for Melbourne, so a bit of firepower goes out you'd think that there'd be a bit of defensive focus uh, coming back into this week. Is there anything with the Penrith defensive line that would make us think that they can't get back to their defensive ways? I don't think so. Uh, like in, in hindsight now, like they, they were average against the Titans as well the week before. Like sometimes winning papers over the cracks a little bit, so there might have been things underneath the surface that a loss will sharpen their focus for this game. So they've, they've been a good defensive team for nine on three years. So occasionally you have a game where things go the opposition's way. Like there are a couple of kicks that work for Paris. So I don't think there's any long-term just, um, issues there. I'm just thinking from an angle, if, if a team, uh, I can imagine clear uh, Ivan uh, having a massive focus on, on the defensive structure and defensive efforts this week with Pap out of the team, that might be unders or, or some sort of um, scoring angle. Maybe, I don't, I don't know. I'm just uh, talking out loud. Yeah, the valid. The, the one would probably potentially be the the storm under points like it. Um, but again, yeah, sort of take on the Melbourne Storm scoring a bit too, which has a, has its trepidation. So, sure, um, it, it's probably a lot of this is wait and see what conditions are doing in the first game and yep. potentially what that leads into the rest of the weekend as well. So, but we'll, we'll probably talk through points ang- angles towards the end of this segment. Yes, I'm looking forward to that, Pope. Uh, Modler, what's uh, your take on this one? Yeah, so obviously the model's sort of at the price pot at Penrith uh, all year and they finally finally came good last week against Paris, so happy with that one. And it's somewhat continued this week. I've got Melbourne about 210, so the 225 is a, is a small play for me. I've got, you know, Pappenhausen rated one of the better players in the league, let alone from Melbourne, so obviously he's, he's missing... Makes a bit of a difference there, but um, yeah, it's still still enough for a small small play for me there. Yeah. Okay. Um, awesome. So, 
I think boys were uh, we're, we're against each other on uh, on that one as well, uh, which is uh, which is interesting. We roll right along, and um, and we're going to talk some roosters here, taking on the Parramatta Eels. Uh, two fifteen, the roosters a dollar seventy. Uh, finally, the market. Well, is the market jumping off them? Jeez, uh, Para, I would have thought have been pretty good, and um, my layman eye thinks that number might be skinny. But let's talk to the experts. Pope, they're an interesting team, the Parramatta Eels. Mug, they they've beaten Storm and Penrith this year, and then they've had losses against the likes of West West Tigers. Um, Cowboys the week before. There's there's another sort of poor loss in there. So they're yeah, the probably the context is as favourites. There you'd be worried. Yeah, I think so. And I'm siding in in this game here. I think Roosters are a bit of a bet for me in this game. You look at those teams on paper, and and Roosters have the better outfit. They've, they've underperformed, but they put forty on the times last week. They've got the best player. So he's probably not currently, but top five player in the game to Tedesco. So. In a game of this nature, when you've got a marquee player in the team and, and by far the best player on the field, I'm happy to take the plus two and a half here. And is he hitting form, Pope? Yeah, he's, he scored a hat-trick last week. Okay. He, um, it's probably by association with the form of Pap and, and, and a couple of others. He, the narrative was he was probably going worse than what he actually was, but um, bounced back last week with a hat-trick and just turning up for origin in a month's time, probably mugs, so... Yeah, I don't think it was as dire as was made out. Okay. All right. And Modler? Uh, yeah, so as mentioned, you know, we were on para last week, and I think more more that was um, pointing Penrith more than, than liking para. And I think we had a slight lean to the Roosters last week as well. So the model's lumped for them again. It's it's actually got them slight favourites at, at $1.90. Probably one of the bigger plays for me this week. At the, there's a two fifteen on top here at the moment. So, yeah, happy to throw that one out there as a bet and, Lining one up with the Pope there. Excellent. Okay, so uh, so we are lining up there. And um, is there any other way that you're betting there, Modler? How do you how do you structure that one? Oh, that's at, uh, you know close to um, yeah, close to close enough to evens. I'd probably, I mean, probably have a split between the head to head and the line, and something you know. Typically, I have something smaller in the margins as well, but but um, yeah, no no huge sort of angle for me. Happy you know with. Whatever your risk appetite is, sort of bet accordingly, I guess. Yep. Okay. And uh, and listeners, just so you know, um, the markets are coming to you from uh, Top Sport. Um, as always, uh, the great Australian bookie, uh, Tristan and the boys do a fantastic job. Uh, they love betting. <laughs> That's what they do. They'll take your bet. They'll take you on. So get to topsport.com.au, sign up, and as always, download the app. Boys, next game that we're talking, Tigers versus Cowboys. Pope, you declared it um, last week. You're buying the Cowboys. Are you buying them again here? I very much am in this one, Mug. It's too skinny at eight and a half this game. Cowboys are a genuine threat to this year's competition. And while Tigers have been good for a month, a lot of that's effort-based. So I think you can only go so long on effort when you've got minimal skill. And, and at some stage, that gets found out. The, the weather in Brisbane... Looks to be clearing up Sunday, so it's probably as close to draw with the football as you might see this weekend in the final game of the round. Not enough, eight and a half, so I'm on the minus in a pretty big way here, Mug. Okay, so talk to us, Pope. What does that mean for you uh, in terms of a unit strategy? What, what, how, do you, how do you play that one? 
I'd, I'd probably be two units on the minus here. I think. Okay. Um, um, well, I'd like to see my numbers are bigger. Like all the, all the metrics as to why um, consistency of performers, performances there with the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I like the number, and I can only probably see it going north as the week goes on as well. Yeah. Okay. So get in now, and and mate, on that one, do you bother with the thirteen plus, or because the eight's close to the thirteen, you don't you don't bother so much, or? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably, if you're looking for a bet on Sunday and you got a, a good idea of what conditions are in Brisbane, the alternates is how I'd probably play that. Like, I'd, again, play a big number there, maybe minus 19 and a half, something yep. like that. Even 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 for those who offer West Tigers to not score a point or Cowboys to win to nil, yep. something along those lines, you can generally find a price. That's how I'd probably look for a um, bigger number in terms of odds in that game. Okay, mate, I love that. I, I'm not even sure of it, if I've ever heard those uh, words come out of your mouth, two units. So um, I'm, I'm really excited by that. Um, Modler, what do you see? Yeah, I've liked the Cowboys for, for a while now, myself, and um, yeah, still liking them again this week. So, oh, um, yes. Dollar 27 there. So again, um, yeah, happy. I mean, the dollar 33 is probably a bit short to play in isolation, so definitely happy to to be looking at lines and, and margins and margins and those kind of bets as well. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Well, that's uh, that's very exciting, boys. I know where I'll be headed straight after this podcast. That is straight to topsport.com.au. Boom, boom, boom. Press that button a few times. Uh, very good, boys. Uh, that's great stuff. And uh, we've got one more uh, to talk about here. And um, and I think. Uh, what have we got here, boys? We've got the Titans uh, versus St. George. Um, you've been with St. George for most of the year, Modler, so we might go to you. Uh, what are you seeing here? Yeah, interestingly enough, the models jumped off them this week. Um, it's, it's, got, it's got probably flipped to the market, the Titans, at about $1.82. Um, I've given them a slight home ground advantage, whether, you know, as far as magic around goes, it, it's, uh, you know, worth adding in or not. It's probably neither here nor there. It's only a small advantage anyway. But um, yeah, at the dollar ninety-five, I think top is showing at the moment. It's probably yep. good enough for a half unit for me. Yeah. Okay. So slight lean to the Titans there. And Pope, can we line up? Uh, no, but I'm a I'm a stay away. So not um, not against what the mod is saying, but it's, it's just a bit of a steer clear. The Titans are probably the most underperforming team in the comp currently. Marg and, and Dragons, you don't really know what you're going to get. So I'm probably shouldering after this one. Uh, absolutely fair enough. Understand that completely. And Pope, it would be remiss of us not to talk about or mention uh, this magic round. Where are we at with the totals? Well, they're low is the starting point, Mark, and that's all weather um, weather reasons. It's 500 mils leading into Friday up in Brisbane, allegedly. That's, that's where he started. So probably... In terms of giving an answer for our listeners, I think we need to see what what it looks like Friday. Um, meant to clear up as the weekend goes on. Sunday's meant to be not too bad. So if I'm finding an angle at this stage based on forecast, it's probably the multi of the three games on Sunday overs that the the numbers are all sort of in relatively close relationship to each other based on the weather. And I think the forecast takes a bit of an upturn over on Sunday and those numbers are a bit low if the weather is good. So I'd have the thrilling multi for Sunday overs at this stage. But we might update the listeners once we know a little bit more and, and see a few visuals of Brisbane as the week goes on. Yeah, very good. Um, and for the listeners that don't know, uh, we were seven out of eight 
in the big total overs multi uh, there last year. So I know, I think Pope yourself, I, I think you were just on the, the, on the full eight, but uh, I know uh, Matt Barker, uh, trader, um, he, uh, <laughs> he was on the six legger in, in a decent way and, uh, and had a, had a good, good feel there. Um, Modler, was there anything you had to add to that totals uh, play or the totals uh, markets uh, for, for Magic Round? No, nothing personally for me. Probably a question without notice for the Pope. I'll, you know, you see some famous photos of um, Suncorp underwater. Just wondering how the, the drainage holds up and if they cop a hammering, is it, is it likely to, to drain enough on the Sunday? Well, funny you say that, Model. Like the, there is relatively famous social media images of their last deluge a couple of months ago and it went from um, underwater to picturesque within two days of surface so it seems to drain really well yeah and and guys you know just to, to jump in here from an afl perspective i remember before the grand final a couple of years ago uh richmond versus geelong they were posting images of just sheets of water on the gabba um at about five o'clock four five o'clock in the afternoon just absolutely belting rain and um, and then by the time by the time it jumped, uh, it was absolutely fine. And um, so I don't know if, if Suncorp is as good as the Gabber in terms of drainage, Pope. But I also do know that that weather. I've just about given up uh, betting totals on the AFL up there because the amount of times that I've been burnt from this so-called biblical rain, um, and it just hasn't come, or like it's it can be a bit tricky up there. So I. Yeah, I, I just, um, you know, and maybe it comes, maybe it comes down in absolute buckets, but uh, but the early early week forecast, um, you know, it might not be necessarily as bad as uh, as everyone everyone thinks. Um, yeah, that, that's very accurate generally, but yeah, magnified in Brisbane, I agree with, I agree with those sentiments, Mug, and, and we've probably seen it in other sports like cricket as well as as had those things where you've forecast last two days of um, really inclement weather that don't come, so. There's been Benny Angle as well there. So, yeah, very, very sage advice, that. Very good. Uh, all right, boys. Well, again, I think there's plenty uh, for the listeners uh, there. We've been going pretty well uh, the last few weeks. So, uh, so get on board. Uh, a reminder to the listeners, get there, subscribe to the email. That'll go down Thursday. And, of course, if you've had a win on the punt, again, do it on balance. You know, we, we're not expecting people just to put money in for the sake of uh, putting money in the tin. But if you've had a win on the punt, and uh, you like what we do, go to the collection tin, uh, drop something in there. And um, thank you to Nick Down Under, who actually did that last week. So, mate, thank you uh, very much for that. Very much appreciated. But until next week, Modler, can you sign us off? Gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win. <laughs>